Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. I'm so excited to have Sarah Maxwell with us today. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good today, actually. Yeah, I've been laid up the last week, so I feel like I'm now sort of coming out of the sick bed and ready to chat to you. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We're glad to hear that you're coming out of the sick bed. <laughs> For those who are new to you, could you give us a little introduction? Yeah, of course. So um, for anybody that doesn't know me already, I am Sarah and I founded a company called Wealth Coach. So I work with individuals, couples, businesses, groups on the power of connecting to your money. So the joy of connecting to your money. So I bring in quite a lot of bright colour and try to make it a very inviting and creative environment to help with that connection. Um, Yeah, that's me. Amazing. And I I have to ask, what does it mean to connect to your money? So connecting to your money is really around feeling it in your life. So allowing it into your life. I work with a lot of people who see money as kind of almost an enemy or something that they can never quite get hold of, something that isn't necessarily a friend or a great Mm -hmm. part of their life. And the work that I do is to bring in that connection. So it's one side mindset and relationship and the other side practicalities, but it's important to bring in both of those sides and sort of invite money into your life and the energy of money into your life and whatever that needs to be for you. And it's not the same for everybody. And people will have different hangups and blocks and, and sort of potential issues with the relationship with money um, and different things that they want to solve and work through and different understandings of the practicalities. So um, yeah, it's sort of bringing all of those together and making money a part of your life and a part of your life that you love. Mm, I think that's huge. I, I couldn't agree more with what you shared. That's definitely been my own experience um, in terms of building a relationship with money and not seeing it as that sort of thing over there or something that just makes me feel guilty um and thankfully we're working through that (laughs) so thank you so much for clarifying that for for everyone ultimately because I think especially in recent years there's been so much around money mindset wealth wealth management investment money 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 like so much more information around it than ever before that it can be difficult to find the way that works for you yeah um so I love the fact that it is about sort of building that organic relationship and have you always done this work what was your your journey to what you do now So I haven't always done this work um I've spent 20 years in the sort of I guess the corporate area of financial services. So my background um, initially started off in in mortgages where I would work with people to 
get their first homes or remortgages. And I really enjoyed that part of the work, working with individuals and couples um, and getting them onto the property ladder. It's, it was quite a joy. Um, from there, moved into investments and working with other businesses. So that was more of a more of a corporate job. I was working with um, independent financial advisors as opposed to individual clients. So that was a, a huge change. And that's where I kind of was for, for 10 years. And that was interesting. That was huge growth for me. That's where I qualified as um, a wealth planner myself. So there's a lot of experience um, within within that part of the role on the practical sides of money, which are yeah. also really important. Um, but it's the last years that I've created Wealth Coach, which is kind of just a culmination of everything um, and really just pulls together, I guess, m- my goal for what I want people to be able to experience in the figuring out of their own money. So the practical side of it, and obviously my 20 years experience of, of that is, is huge, and that's 50% of it. But the other side and the mindset side is just as powerful. And having one without the other is almost like doing half a job. Mm. So, you know, having the both together, I think, is really powerful for, for people to experience. Yeah, I can 100% agree with that because it's similar to the work I do where I can, I can give you the tools, the templates, the sheets. If you don't believe you can do it, if you don't believe in you, if you don't know what you believe, it's really, really hard to actually put that into place. And in fact, it makes it even more likely for you not to do anything with it. And I think that's really interesting because a lot of times we, we want the magic pill. We want the silver bullet, especially around money. Like show me how to get into debt. Show me how to, you know, get a house. Show me how to have 10K savings. Show me how to have a portfolio. You know, we all have those goals that are very much about the doing things, but sometimes we skip over the actual inner work that has to take place for you to get there, but also to like sustain it. Yeah. What's wealth to you? So wealth to me is many things. And actually it's an, it's an interesting point that you've just made because there's kind of, um, there can be like an, an attachment to the monetary side of wealth. So I could think of wealth and think, oh, wealth to me is like having a million pounds or something like that. But wealth is actually so much more. And that's the reason behind the name of the business being Wealth Coach, because wealth is how you want to feel about your money. So it's having intentions for your money. So beyond just a figure, beyond mm-hmm. that figure, what and whatever that figure is for you, whatever you might call financial freedom or whatever your kind of your intention is looking forward in your life, it's more than just a physical figure of money. Um, I did a podcast recently about how much is enough. And it's quite an interesting subject. And the research definitely showed that that how much is enough figure just increases throughout your life if you don't appreciate enough for what. Mm. So, so just that just that picking out of the sky and saying a million pounds, what is that million pounds actually going to yeah. do? Like, what do I want my life to look like? So wealth for me is my family being happy, me feeling a part of that family, us having time to spend together. Yes, there's elements of that wealth that mean we can, you know, when 
the pandemic is over, have a holiday and, you know, we're going to need money to keep the roof over our heads and we need money for essential living costs and we need money for things that we want to spend that give us joy and things that we want to spend on that give us growth and security. But ultimately, it's more than just that physical money. If you don't have intention for that money, if you don't know why you want that money, you're just going to spend it on things and stuff and sort of keeping up with other people and buy things because things are advertised in yeah. that sort of consumer mindset way until you actually deeply feel, right, what do I actually, what are my intentions for my life? What are my goals for my life? You know, what do I really want to become? What 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 do I intend to to be? Um, I think it's very difficult to talk about money. I think that's why it can feel distant. I think that's why it can feel like it's not a part of your life because you're thinking, I want to earn a certain amount of money, but I've not quite figured out why. Mm. It's a missing piece. The puzzle isn't finished unless you can answer that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's really easy as well to have other people's whys in your why you don't even realize it until you get into kind of maybe a visualization and you're visualizing your goal and you get there and you think oh this isn't this doesn't feel like something I want to achieve it doesn't feel like mine and you Mm -hmm. kind of figure out oh actually this is just a goal I've been given this is a goal this is somebody else's goal that I'm thinking that I want but actually doesn't resonate with my life yeah so it's quite a big piece of work yeah I think that's so important. I think there's so many things around money that we aspire to that don't actually belong to us. Yeah. They're not connected to us in any way. They're what we've been socialised to believe that we should want or been told, you know, some of us have been told explicitly that you should aim for this or that. Yeah. Um, And not that anybody means any harm when they say these things, um, but it can put a huge amount of pressure and actually make that particular goal hard to achieve simply because it's, it's not yours. Yeah. You know, that it all falls down the minute you think to yourself, why do I want this? And if there's absolute silence there, then it's really tough to motivate yourself to kind of go for it. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely so much to unpack there. I want to go back to the beginning of your career because I'm curious because this work that you do now with Wealth Coach seems to have really naturally stemmed from your past experience. Thinking back to when you were a child, you know, was it always going to be money and finance? And and you can decide what childhood looks like, maybe teenager. I'm not sure this. (laughs) I want to support people with their money. But, you know, when did that start? When did you kind of catch that bug? Do you know what? It does actually go back really, (gasps) really far for me. So I think probably age seven or eight-ish, certainly under age 10, I used to make jewellery, used to make quite a lot of jewellery. I'm quite creative. I love Mm. love colour, I love beads. I'm forever sort of taking things apart and putting them back together. And I enjoy building things with my hands. Um, So I used to work with, you know, FIMO and beads and loads and loads of creative stuff and and build jewellery. And I used to sell that jewellery. So from a very, very young age, I've had this real um, saving mentality, I think. 
which started mm. extremely young. So I had a little red money box and the money from the sale of the jewellery. And then eventually it turned into hair wraps and going to sort of local fairs and selling bits and pieces and selling bits at school. Um, and I'd always save into this money box. Um, so I was constantly, constantly saving. And I think that comes from um, the adults that I saw around me as a child, which is where a lot of your sort of money habits and a lot of your values and beliefs come from is all the well-meaning adults that sort of say to you, oh, that's great when you've got this much, you know. So I, yeah. I was kind of saving for saving sake. And I think for me, um, what that actually meant was I never really put an intention on that money. So I'd be mm-hmm. saving the money. I'd be, I'd be building the things. I'd be selling the things. I'd be really enjoying that process. But I was saving, like, for what? I didn't really know. It would just stay in the money box. It was almost like a little... rainy day. Yeah, it's it was almost a rainy day. It rained last week. What does this mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So almost like a little hoardy little money box. And I'd, I'd count my money in my little money box from, from that I'd made. And then, you know, I would, I would spend it on things like... I'd spend... Um, money on new art kits or mm. you know new creative things and it kind of was always on my mind so from a very young age I was constantly thinking oh what could I what could I do with this could I then mm. sell this could I then do this with it you know I used to design sort of outfits and all of my sort of memories and thoughts around oh how could I actually then make these and sell them so from a very mm. very young age that was kind of always my mindset um, which was interesting. So it did It did start a very long time ago. And also the colour being a part of it started a very long time ago because yeah. in, even in building sort of friendship bracelets and hair wraps, there's always particular colours that I was attracted to. And those colours are in my business today. You know, oh when I thought gosh. about it, like the pink yeah. and red and, and, and sort of loving pink, red and orange together and all those vibrant colours and yellow, they were all the colours that I used back as a child when I was creating you know the jewellery and the hair wraps and things so yeah it's quite it was interesting to think about that I think that that's so amazing because I think when people think of people who have more traditional careers in money and finance or they set up for themselves around something around money and finance they think blue they think gray they think like super logical humans they almost I think you you guys get a bad rap (laughs) you're almost stereotyped (laughs) as pretty boring people and you're like the absolute opposite of that oh thank you for saying that a money rainbow and quite literally um it will be in the show notes everybody but please check out Sarah's website to see exactly what we're talking about (laughs) you know there is no gray in sight I probably think if you had your way the, the the font on the page wouldn't be in black like yeah it's yeah. only for the fact that people kind of need to read it okay um but just understanding your creativity and and what are some of the other ways that I guess you bring that into your career today so I think and exactly what you've said you know everything to do with financial services and in fact a lot of my experience of the last 20 years has been very much you have to use blue because blue is a security color and people are then going to feel secure in the fact that you know what you're talking about and you just think well that's mad 
in my opinion, because mm-hmm. actually I just want people to feel connected and to feel excited and to feel a mm-hmm. part of it. And actually I want to reach a totally different person than the people that have always been attracted to the blue, because I want to talk to people who haven't connected to the money and haven't felt like it's a part of their lives. And I want to invite those people to join into this, this which is different and this which which allows a, a different way of looking at things. doesn't always yeah. have to be, you know, you don't have to have existing wealth. You just have to want to do this. You just have to want to make a change you know, that, that's all you need. And that's kind of when I have my discovery calls with people, I'm always really keen to just make sure that they are up for the work because it, it is work. It is quite mm. a lot of work to go through this process and to look at mindset and practical elements of money. Whilst we can do it in the most encouraging and, and exciting way possible, it's still going to take some personal energy and work and effort and it's really important to be ready for that there's kind of nothing worse than going into it half-heartedly so yeah that's yeah that's a huge part of it I think that's amazing and so in terms of your actual business at the moment so you're coming up to a year of of running wealth coach what is that whole experience, you know, what is your career teaching you right now? Do you know what? I've absolutely loved it. And there's a huge part of me that kind of wishes I'd have started even sooner. I think I waited mm-hmm. a long time to be ready. And I think I, I sort of sat a long time in the in the security of being a, a part of the corporate world. I mean, I'm glad I did it when I when I when I did. I'm glad that it's that it's done. Um, but yeah, there there is there is a huge part of me that almost wishes I'd have taken that jump even sooner than I did. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think so. If it's taught me anything, it's do it. Like just do it. Just get it done. <laughs> just make the jump. You know. I think. I created it in my mind to be far more scary than it actually is. Um, And I think I spend, well, I think I certainly did spend quite a lot of time in my head planning. But actually what I have learned is that I need to be out of my head and into my body and delivering what is coming through for me and what I know and what what I believe and that that vision for me is what's important there's practical elements that are important too in running a business obviously um but yeah the the most important thing is kind of how I describe that that vision and and the work that that I do with people Yeah. yeah that was that was just a huge learning curve for me I guess yeah that's really really amazing to sort of hear you know just do it just go for it because I think there's a lot of people that get stuck in that moment um and there's people that get stuck because there's there's still a lot to figure out but there's people that get stuck to the same degree even when all the stars align so to speak there's still that sort of fear to overcome in terms of taking that step um, and essentially going for what you want and creating what you know you should, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's so many things that we know we should do. 
yeah. or we know are, you know, the right decisions for us, but it's almost we get a sort of analysis paralysis yeah. that can mean it's months later or years later for a lot of people um, before they actually do it. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then they show up and they say, no, nope, should have done it. Should have done it the yeah. minute I felt it. Yeah. And you just think, what were you even thinking about? This is this is perfect. This is, this is how it is. So yeah, I'm so happy that I've done it now and I've kind of broken away and I've created this, this space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I love it. I love being, being in this space. It feels just right, which is fantastic. And I think realizing also that once you're in the space, you can make changes and mm-hmm. you, what you launch on day one will be very different from where you are at the end of year one. And you know, if you work in months or quarters or however you want to work in your business planning, you know, you have particular focuses mm. for whatever time you're in. You don't have to be doing everything all in one go. And I think that was kind of a bit of a misconception for me is feeling like everything was ready was yeah. the thought that I had that I had, I had to have everything ready. And the reality is you don't have to have everything ready. And actually just being open is the best thing. So just being open to the experience and learning from the people that you work with and making changes where you need to make changes. So not holding on to things too tightly. Yeah. And just allowing the experience. You know, I've really enjoyed that. It's been incredible. Yeah. Loved it. That's really amazing. And I guess, what would you say to anybody who... I guess he's in a similar position in their career. You know, you've got this wealth of experience and you've been building this. How do you then, you know, what's your advice for somebody who's considering, okay, do I do this full time? Definitely first advice is um, don't be afraid or try not to be afraid. So try to focus on all the positives of doing what you want to do. And you don't have to quit the job to do it on day one. Mm. you can just start to do it so you can just start to do it in the background you might start to do whatever the do is for you (laughs) you know with with friends and family or with people that you know and you you know just you're starting to sort of almost learn the the trade that you want to create so it doesn't have to be a great big full stop and a great big start (laughs) of something scary you can kind of bring it into your life gradually you know, you might even start by just simply doing a course in in the subject that you're interested in or the thing that you think you want to do, because invariably it will change throughout your lifetime. So mm. all my vision of what Wealth Coach was going to be on sort of day one has just continued to change even over a year because I will learn through my experience. And I think anybody that thinks that they know all of the answers, I think you get a bit stuck if you think you know all of the answers. (laughs) I intend to always remain just totally open in that, you know, I'm never going to know all of the answers. I might feel a certain way today, but then next week something might happen and I could feel totally differently. So Mm. remaining open to all of that experience and not holding too tightly to what the goal is like having goals or having intentions because they're fantastic and you've got something then to work towards but holding it loosely and allowing it to change and allowing feedback yeah from yourself from others from clients that you work with um, and being open to all of those experiences and learning new things because it's so exciting to 
learn new things. Like it's great to meet new people and have new experiences and have people come along that actually change the way you feel about things and nudge your beliefs and values that you've held on to since childhood because you think, wow, actually, yeah, I love what you're saying there. That's made me really think, do I agree with this anymore? So yeah, just having that open mindset and absolutely just doing it. So just doing it in whatever capacity you need to to get yeah. it out there and start making it a thing yeah yeah 100% oh I'm so pumped and I hope that's really helpful for for those of you that are listening that are in that space um because I think quite often from the outside it always looks like you're doing one thing and then you just flip to switch and all of a sudden you're a full-time entrepreneur yeah um and I I see this in my work through the side hustle school program that I, I run where people don't realize, oh, I can actually build something to be quite sig- a significant size before choosing to go full time in it if I want to. Yeah. Um, and realizing that everybody's sort of pathway to it looks different. But the main thing is that you start. start and experience it and you know start to learn in that area that you want to learn in like it's incredible isn't it and yeah yeah, exactly as you say so if it works for you to keep it as a side hustle forever then great if you always want to continue in the the employment that you have or the other work that you do then brilliant you know I don't think there's the same sort of rules and constraints that we had years ago where you kind of chose your career pathway that Mm -hmm. was it you were going to be a professional in this certain area and that was it you'd go through 10 years of this 10 years of that 10 years of this and then you'd retire and that's kind of the end of your life we just don't thank god we don't work like that anymore like thank god we've got experience and we've got learning and we can move around and do things which suit us and do things which bring us joy and not have to be so tied to the constraints of whatever a traditional career may have looked like. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, I'm coming up to my final question. Um, (laughs) And that's a question, I guess, just going towards your career as a whole, what's, you know, thinking about your experiences, thinking about the whole journey, what's the the three things that you just want people to know in general about career? Do you know what? There's probably so more than three things. I've probably said a couple of them in what I've said. (laughs) I think it's... um, the just do it is a big one and just experience it and and go forward with whatever it is that is in your heart and soul and whatever you feel your purpose is and investigate that. So look into it, try and feel what it is without taking lots of outside influence. Try to listen to yourself mm. in what you feel your purpose is without all the noise of, what people are telling you that it should be, I think is is a big one. Um, And experience it and don't hold on too tightly to the goals that you create. So remain open, I think is absolutely huge. And one which I talk about all the time, and this is really important to me, is don't wait to be happy. Mm. So, you know, choose that as a way of life instead of saying I'll be happy when so I'll be happy when this this debt is paid off or I'll be happy when I get to 
change my career or I'll be happy when I get to leave this job. So instead trying to make it about the now. So I'm happy and I intend to, you know, it's kind of, I think you can end up in a situation where you put, you attach a happiness to a goal and then you get to the goal and suddenly that happiness doesn't evaporate into your body. Oh my God, why? (laughs) I told myself I was going to be happy when this happened. And and then you kind of realize that, ah, right. Yeah. I've, I've sort of driven for something and I've attacked a feeling of it and now I'm disappointed that that feeling doesn't run throughout my whole body so it's like don't wait for something to happen yeah get that feeling try to get that feeling now in whatever way you can whether it's the small joys whatever it is I think but yeah don't wait yeah yeah 100% thank you so much for sharing those nuggets um they are definitely huge ones and especially around waiting for happiness I think a lot of people do that in their career when I get promoted when I get x salary when I get x role when I finish this course when I and it's like what about now yeah what's happening now how can you find happiness and unlock joy right now and it doesn't mean that we're saying that you know it's rose tinted glasses and everything has to be perfect but you know, be wary of when you were kind of building up something. It's a lot of pressure for, yes. for a goal <laughs> to have that it's just going to completely bring you absolute joy and yeah. happiness and fulfillment. That is a lot. That's <laughs> so, a lot of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like trying to get those little bits of daily gratitude in every day, whatever it is, if it's like, you know, some days I'll write in my three gratitude things are right just the fresh air like simply the Mm. fresh air so because it feels so inside at the moment going outside and actually breathing feels lovely sometimes so I'll notice that and I'll take it in and it's just noticing those little those tiny tiny things all the big things whatever they are but don't let anything don't let sort of don't let happiness ride on something yeah I think is yeah whether I've said whether I've said that and made sense I don't know but definitely makes sense uh makes sense to me hopefully makes sense to the listeners we'd always love to hear back from you or on what resonates but how can how can our listeners connect with you and find out more about you as a colorful creative world coach oh thank you um so I have a website which Mm -hmm. is wealth dash coach.co.uk um so I say this all the time but you might want to put your sunglasses on it is very bright um it's not quite as bright as the first draft and you're right the first draft was kind of a purple writing and it was it was just whoa even I thought no that's that's actually too much color people are just going to get confused when they look at this so yeah that's the first way and um I'm also on Instagram so your wealth coach with a little underscore at the end so yeah I'd love to connect with people um yeah I love I get deep joy hearing from people yeah (laughs) amazing well thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom taking us along for the journey today it's been great fun yeah thank you Jazz and thank you for everything that you do I always love just watching all of your content and I can't believe that you're able as one person to create so much I'm always mesmerized and very impressed (laughs) thank you I promise I do sleep thanks for listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out 
Don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the Career Clubhouse? You can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops. Check the links in the show notes for more info. As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.